Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. On today's show, we're recording from the Minneapolis Veterans Home, uh, and we're going to meet the gentleman who's in the uh, Deputy Commissioner of Healthcare, Doug Hughes, in just a moment. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. Our state's yellow ribbon networks are an incredible resource as we work to connect service members, veterans, military families, employers, and communities. They help ensure the resilience of those who serve. Started right here in Minnesota, our yellow ribbon program is now the model for networks across the nation. Since we proclaimed our first yellow ribbon network in 2008, hundreds more have emerged in counties, cities, communities, and at companies statewide. These self-sustaining networks draw together agencies, community leaders, and volunteers. They strive to support the service members, veterans, and military families of any age and from any era that live and work in their area. The continued growth and improvement of this program are vitally important as service members and their families continue to adapt to increasing demands and training requirements as we see across the force. To all of our incredibly generous and dedicated Yellow Ribbon volunteers, thank you. Your help ensures our service members and their families remain resilient and ready to serve. If you are ready to join the Yellow Ribbon Network near you or make your large company or community Yellow Ribbon, please visit mnbtyr.ng.mil. That's mnbtyr.ng. More information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said at the opening, we're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home, and my first guest is uh, Doug Hughes, uh, who has been the Deputy Commissioner of Health Care for the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs since July 5th, 2016, uh, and that was after he retired with uh, 20 years in the United States Army. Doug, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Thanks for having me, Tom. Good to be back. Doug, this is my first visit out to Building 19 at the Minneapolis Veterans Home. It's a, it's a beautiful building, nice facility, and uh, one of many homes that you take care of all over the state. Right. All of our, all of our Minnesota Veterans Homes are wonderful facilities. Uh, that's one of the reasons why employees like to work here. Uh, the Minneapolis has three new buildings here. The other have continuous upgrades and uh, really do... Um, provide a wonderful working environment for the staff and a great home for the residents. Well, you know, we had a good time out here a few years ago when we were over at the Adult Day Center and did a show from over there with Ann, and uh, I understand that that's uh, having an anniversary, about 10 years, and only, is it still only the second one in the, in the nation? That's our understanding. It's, there's still only two. Um, Ann Rostreiter, once again, she's been there since the beginning. She's great. They just won another, another award for leading age for their quality. Uh, the Vets Club is running strong, and so if you have any interest in uh, becoming a member of the Vets Club, uh, as Ann calls it for our Adult Day here program here in Minneapolis, uh, look, look up uh, those, uh, that information on the website. And she uh, refers to them as her guys. She takes Absolutely. good care of them every day, mm-hmm. and that was great. Quality of care, you mentioned that. Uh, it, this is a beautiful facility, and, and uh, I've heard nothing but good things about how we take care of the residents here. Well, we take care of the residents very well in all of our facilities. Um, Minneapolis was named one of the top uh, skilled nursing facilities in the country by Newsweek magazine for 2022. Um, U.S. News and World Report uh, cited Silver Bay and uh, Laverne, I believe, in 2019 for their outstanding quality of care. But that quality of care goes throughout all five veterans' homes. We're speaking with uh, Doug Hughes, who's the Deputy Commissioner of Health Care, directly from the Minneapolis Veterans Home on Minnesota Military Radio. 
Doug, uh, pretty exciting times. We're adding uh, not just one or two, but three new homes are under construction. Once again, uh, never been done before. We understand that a state did have two uh, new veterans homes, but three is unheard of. And I can tell you that um, organizing that is unbelievable. Simone Hogan is doing the lead work on all of that uh, for the three new homes. She probably only has dozens of people assisting her in all of that, but it's a monumental task to get all the equipment, all the staff, all the policies. I could just keep going on and on, and we have to have that pretty much simultaneously on or about the summer of 2023 when all three open. So there's a new home coming up in Bemidji, one in Montevideo, and one in Preston. Uh, Bemidji and Montevideo will be 72 more beds each, and Preston will be 54 more beds. Do we still have a waiting waiting list of veterans trying to get into the, the veterans' homes that you currently manage? And I'm assuming you're going to start taking a list for those new homes, too. Correct. We're going to start taking uh, uh, names for the new homes starting at 8 a.m. on September 15th of this year. But there's always a waiting list in our veterans' homes because of what we mentioned before, the quality of care, the great staff, and the facilities that we, that we uh, have our staff and, and residents live. Now, Doug, we've just gotten through, and I hope we're done with it, a couple of tough years with the COVID and various uh, variations of it that have, that have come since. Uh, and I hope that's passed us, but how has that affected your staffing at the current homes? Well, it's affected our staff just like it has across um, all community nursing homes, across all health care. Um, we, we need staff all the time, and i just like to say that we have incentives. We have a, a very robust wellness program. Once again, our facilities and our staffing ratios are great, um, but we, we are gonna need those, we're going to need those staff. And I can tell you that, uh, unfortunately, COVID is not over, but I think we did a great job. And when I'm in Silver Bay this weekend for their 30th anniversary, I'll be talking about that. And I understand, Doug, that as compared to a hospital or other nursing homes, uh, your turnover rate is, is way lower than anybody else. The stability of your staff, they get out here, they meet the veterans, they take care of them, they, they like working here. Yes, we look up those um, ratios all the time. And our leadership uh, just, it doesn't turn over. Um, we're going to talk about one here in Minneapolis in the next segment. But um, we really don't have turnover um, for our leadership. But our staff is really, um, is really stable compared to community. And we're very proud of that. And Doug, a big challenge ahead of you, not only to build these new nursing homes in Bemidji, Montevideo, and Preston, uh, to add all those new beds, but you've got to, you've got to staff every one of those new facilities with everything from janitors to admin to nurses to to all the people it takes to to operate a veterans home correct we're going to need about 500 new staff so right now we have about 1215 now add 500 on top of that and you're going to have to find them in a in a time when there's a shortage of not just healthcare workers but of everything and we're, we've already started. We're working with those communities. And as I said before, we have incentives. We have wellness programs. Uh, we just have a lot of great employees, and we have great leadership. So, Doug, if we have uh, listeners that are in, in or near those three towns, Bemidji, Montevideo, and Preston, that might be interested in going to work in those new uh, veterans' homes, how soon should they get a hold of you? Well, we're going to start uh, looking for the administrator uh, near the end of this year. 
And then after that, we're going to gradually build our staff. Uh, so look at the Minnesota uh, Careers website. It's the state of Minnesota, and you'll see that. And plus, we'll be out in the communities providing information. Uh, we'll have booths. We'll, have, we'll be attending uh, um, festivals, state uh, organization type things like uh, county fairs, those sort of things. There'll be a lot of information out there, but just remember, um, go to the uh, state career websites when you start to see all of these things move in your community. So for our listeners out there, if you live in or near Bemidji, Montevideo, or Preston, you can watch those new homes under construction, watch them come up towards the end of the year, get a hold of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs and, and uh, Check it out. See if you can uh, get one of those staffing positions, one of those new homes, and, and help take care of our veterans. You should see those facilities. I can't believe how big they are, especially uh, Montevideo. Enormous. It's private rooms, private bath, community rooms. It's a great place, and it'll be a great place to work, too. And so you probably need people from from a lot of different job descriptions to, in order to fill out those 500 positions. Right. We're going to need housekeeping, dietary, maintenance, uh, direct care workers, uh, certified nursing assistants, LPNs, RNs, uh, just anything that you can think of that a facility might need, we're going to need. Well, I hope the people in those communities get excited about uh, the fact that they'll be opening soon and, and uh, want to come over and join your team and take good care of our veterans uh, in outstate Minnesota, which, of course, allows their families to come visit them more often as opposed to being, say, down in the cities. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what I'd like to say is there's a health care shortage, especially in long-term care everywhere, and we need to lift all boats when it comes to this. We just can't think about our own Minnesota veterans' homes. We need to also think about those community nursing homes. So if you're interested at all about a, about a health care uh, uh, career, uh, of course, check us out. But we need to lift all boats when it comes to long-term care. Very good. Thanks, Doug. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to meet the uh, administrator here at the Minneapolis Veterans Home. Can you stay with us for a portion of the next segment? I sure can, Tom. All right, thank you. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home out on the campus, and my guest for the first segment has been Doug Hughes, who's the Deputy Commissioner for Health Care for the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. And Doug, this is a beautiful facility, and uh, we talked a little bit in the first segment about uh, the homes all over the state, and you're, you're building uh, three new ones, and and understand that uh, here in the Minneapolis Veterans Home that you recently had a retirement. Absolutely. And I would just like to thank Tom Paul for his five years that he's been the administrator here. He has made such a difference. Um, we get told that time and time again. We notice it ourselves, but he did a great job these last five years. And we're really proud to have had Tom for those five years, his last years in service. Very good. And joining us now, would you like to introduce... Uh, Absolutely. With me today is Troy Barrick. Uh, he's been with the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs for about nine months now. He came in as, as kind of a project manager, then he was an interim ad, intern administrator, and then um, now he's the administrator here in Minneapolis. Troy, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Tom. Good to be here. Can you give us a little background? Uh, where, where were you before you came to the, the Minneapolis uh, Veterans Home? Absolutely. Well, I have been um, a long-term care administrator for about 22 years, so my whole career. Um, growing up in South Dakota, small-town guy, uh, I uh, went to University of South Dakota. I actually wanted to be a, a pediatrician, of all things. So 
uh, went from wanting to be a pediatrician into administration um, and uh, didn't really think of long-term care until uh, my last year in college where we got partnered with um, a resident in a local nursing home and kind of a day in the life of um, project. And one of the things that the resident said to me, um, she was one of the few that at that time actually had a private room, but she said, everyone's nice. This is great, but it's just not home. And for some reason that resonated with me and I wanted to then, um, it, it just it took my career where uh, senior services and have been ever since to uh, create the best home possible for uh, the seniors. And of course, this one caters to your residents are all veterans. Yes. So how, how does that fit your experience and your life experience? Is veterans something special in your in your life? You know, it is not, but have always been um, in admiration of our veterans and of course, thank them for all of the services they provided to, um, you know, their um, their their armed forces, their their um, armed forces career. Um, you know, serving our veterans actually feels more rewarding than just uh, just the seniors. And I hate to say just seniors, but it's the senior veterans that have, um, you know, given given us the freedoms that we enjoy today. And it just feels more rewarding. And um, being able to serve our veterans here at Minneapolis Veterans Home is is the pinnacle of my career thus far. Very good, sir. For our listeners that might not have been out on this campus, there's multiple buildings. It's a, it's a nice piece of property, overlooks the river. Uh, could you describe the Minneapolis Veterans Home campus to our listeners? Absolutely. Um, so it is a very beautiful campus. We are on 53 acres uh, wooded lot here. Uh, we overlook the Mississippi River and just next to the Minnehaha Falls as well. Um, beautiful buildings, um, honestly the best in my career as well, and um, it, they're built very, very well and beautiful. Um, we have 300 nursing home beds here um, on campus, all private rooms. Also on, on, on our 53 acres, we have an adult day center as well as a domiciliary program also. And Doug, uh, we talked earlier about reopening three new homes in Bemidji, Montevideo, and Preston. Is there still a waiting list of veterans trying to get into the into the system? Yes, um, there's always a waiting list uh, here in Minneapolis. I believe the waiting list is about uh, a year. Um, in other in other locations, it's about uh, months long. Um, so there is a waiting list, but um, it's well worth it if you wish to be on the waiting list. It's well worth it. There's a lot of advantages to being in a uh, veterans home here in Minnesota. So do our veterans when they need to try to get to the Minneapolis Veterans Home or one of your others, uh, do you have the ability to help them in private nursing homes while they wait and, and then move in here when they get a chance? Well, well, this is what I would suggest, and I say this to everyone. Contact your county veteran service officer. Whatever county is in, Isani County, just contact them because they will know all the VA benefits that are available. You know, I used to work in the VA contract nursing home program for the federal VA there's just so many things that are available, and they'll also help you with the application. So as everything else, anything veteran-related, start with your county veteran service officer. They Absolutely. make it their business to know the resources available. That's it. And then they'll connect you to the right people. Mm -hmm. We're speaking, we're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home uh, with uh, Deputy Commissioner uh, Doug Hughes and the administrator here, uh, Troy Barrick. And Troy, uh, we mentioned earlier the Adult Day Center. It's about 10 years old, I understand now. Who gets to go over there, and, and what do they do? 
That's a great question. So our adult day center, as you said, has been here for 10 years on campus and um, second in the nation, um, one of two, I guess, in the nation. So we provide a little respite relief to uh, family members or caregivers um, caring for um, their veteran who might need a little bit more um, more more cares um, that we can provide here. So we provide a medical model of uh, caregiving um, during the day. It's sort of, um, uh, you know. That's what it says. It's adult daycare. Yep. And I understand from Ann a few years ago that the, some of the guys come back every day. Yep. But then there's there are other families where if the spouse or the caregiver needs a day off or, or needs to go shopping or go to a medical appointment, they can bring their veteran out here. They feed them. They're with other veterans. They have all kinds of activities during the day. It's a it's a, a really a unique resource, isn't it? A very unique, yes. And like you mentioned, there's breakfast, lunch, there's snacks throughout the day. There's uh, a very full array of recreational activities uh, as well for the veterans. I know, um, you know, they grill out. Uh, they do uh, so many things. The veterans are are very busy. And they, uh, at that adult day. And they all love the lady that runs it, Ann. They very much love <laughs> Ann, yes. Who doesn't? And she takes good care of them. She does. I want to ask you, I know you've only been here a short time, but uh, the COVID over the last couple of years has impacted everybody. I'm sure it's impacted the Minneapolis Veterans Home as well. Yeah, COVID has definitely not uh, been easy for any long-term care um, facility to deal with. So um, it has changed a lot of what we have done Um know of course as you know we we all still have to wear the masks and the eye protections when we're um, in the residence area um, you know throughout the COVID we've had less visitation we've had to restrict visitations um, so the isolation and socialization for the residents has been a concern of ours so um, allowing more visitation has been helpful um, to our residents and family members uh, to see um, you know see each other as well um, Much better than the lockdown at the early stages of the COVID. That was hard on everybody, wasn't that it? That lockdown was very difficult, yes. So uh, we just got a couple of minutes left staffing. Doug's told me that he's got to hire 500 people for the new homes. Uh, are you short of people here? Do you need uh, people to come out and, and work with you at the Minneapolis uh, Veterans Home? We do. We could always use more staff, definitely. Um, yep, we, we do have needs or uh, dedicated caregivers. And it includes nurses, but it's much more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. Pretty much every position you could imagine. Um, nurses, uh, nursing assistants, maintenance, housekeepers, um, every position. Good pay and good benefits. The best, absolutely. All right. So if uh, someone listening to us is interested in working at the Minneapolis Veterans Home, how do they get a hold of you? How do they, how do they apply? They could go online um, to our, our job uh, job career site and uh, apply and then uh, once we receive their application they'll be contacted for an interview and um, go from there. So for all our listeners uh, here in the Twin Cities uh, this is a beautiful facility and a great campus great pieces of ground and a lot of good veterans here that uh, that need some help uh, and a good place to work. Yes. Did I sum that up right Doug? You couldn't say it better Tom it's a great place <laughs> to work but long-term care and health care is a great place to work. All right, Troy, I want to thank you for joining us today on Minnesota Military Radio, and uh, good luck with hiring those folks and taking good care of our veterans. And, uh, Doug, appreciate your stopping by for the first half of the show. When we come up in the next segment, we're going to talk to two of the nurses here at the Minneapolis Veterans Home and get the real story uh, from uh, as we, as we uh, talk to the people that work here. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks.
This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're recording today live from the Minneapolis Veterans Home, and we've got two very special employees joining us now. Uh, we have Phyllis uh, Malenke, who is Assistant Director of Nursing and, Nursing, and Vicki Hammersma, Registered Nurse Senior. And uh, ladies, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Phyllis, I want to start with you. Uh, can you tell our listeners uh, how long have you been here, and what made you come out to the Minneapolis VA home? Well, veterans home, excuse me. Well, I, my anniversary date is coming up. I have been here five years this coming August 14th. Um, so I started in 2017. Um, the one thing that attracted me here is, um, the long-term care aspect. Um, I joined nursing later in life. It's a second career for me. Um, you know, and the staffing ratios was one of the big draws for me and the resources that the Minnesota Veterans Home offers. Now, you've been here five years, and you're the director of nursing. Nope. I'm the assistant, one of the assistant director of nursing. Okay. So my title is assistant director of nursing of Building 19, which um, houses 100 residents that have advanced dementia diagnoses. Oh, boy. So do we have an idea? Uh, how many nurses does the Minneapolis uh, Veterans Home employ? Mm, right around 300 nursing staff. At any given time? Yep. Is that the full staffing level, or do you need more? We always can use more. We do have openings, and those are on the Minnesota um, Veterans Affairs website, um, so uh, on the career page. So we're always looking for nurses and, and dedicated nurses and nursing assistants. Very good. And Nikki, or Vicki, how long have you been here? I've been here almost four years. I started as an RN senior, and now I have moved in Building 22. Um, I had come from the Minnesota Department of Health. I chose not to be on that side of the fence anymore and to come back to long-term care. Um, it's truly my love of life. I've done this since I was a CNA back when I was 18 years old, and I'm not telling you how old long that's been, but... <laughs> You might have made it to 29, by the way. I might have, yeah. Okay. And um, so now we have, I work in a dementia unit. I manage a 33 dementia bed along with um, the staff that um, are in that unit. I enjoy every day coming to work and meeting my re residents or the gentlemen that are on my floor and having um, interactions with them. They make my day most of the time. Some days better than others, but most of the time I can get a smile out of them, and that's usually what brings me back to work the next day. So all of your residents, of course, at the Minneapolis Veterans Home are veterans. They are. Was that an appeal? Was that something that you liked when you came here? I did like that. I also like the ratio of the staff to residents because um, it's one of the best in the state. We have, you know, Generally, we try to keep ours to like a six to um, six to seven per HSTs or nursing assistants during the day and evening hours. And then during the night hours, they have a little bit more responsibility, but most of them are sleeping. So there's a little more ratio. But And Phyllis, you have uh, resonance from all of the services. You guys, I just have to ask you, do the Marines behave? My husband's a Marine, so should I say yes or no? I'm not sure. <laughs> but yes, they... <laughs> I've got a partner that's a Marine, and we said first thing he does every day is break something, and then, then we know he's there, and then and we, we deal with him and keep going. Yeah. Uh-oh, he's Navy, I think, over there, but we'll talk to him in a little while. 
So uh, if our listeners are thinking about a career mm-hmm. with the Minneapolis Veterans Home, Vicki, I want to start with you. What would you say to them? Um, come join us. It's a fun place to work. Um, I Like I said, I come every day. Um, enjoy my residence. I enjoy working with most of the, you know, the staff in general. Um, we have, yeah, you know, everybody has their days, but for the most part, it's a great place to work. Um, great benefits, um, great employees, and great atmosphere. And Phyllis, uh, this, this campus, all of the buildings look to be in great shape. They are. I know we were down to the adult day- daycare a few years ago, and uh, Ann keeps, takes good care of the guys down there. Mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful campus, isn't it? It is a beautiful campus. And, you know, that was one of the draws to um, working in uh, a few places in long-term care prior to coming here. One of the big appeals is everyone has their own private rooms, private bathrooms, and private showers. The building that I am assigned to oversee Building 19 is the oldest building. I'm thinking like around 11 years old now, something like that. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful campus, beautiful areas for for families to spend time with their loved ones here. And and as Troy was talking about earlier in the segment, um, a home-like atmosphere, you know, Vicki, it's got to be uh, better today than it was that first year of the pandemic when everybody was locked down. You couldn't have visitors. Uh, your veterans must have been pretty lonely, and, and it was a tough time. It was a very tough time. Um, the veterans, especially with the ones that we take care of, because we do, I do work on a dementia floor, so the residents um, at, during that time were not really sure who everybody was because we were all wearing masks. They didn't get to see their loved ones. They weren't sure what was going on, so we had some bumps to get through. Um, Residents have learned to listen to our voices to some extent. They've learned to identify us with the masks on now. They are our family. They became our family, and they do as soon as they walk through the door and are in the building. Their family, their family is family, and we treat them as that. This is uh, Minnesota Military Radio, and we're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home. And Phyllis, I want to come back to you on each shift in each building, you must have a team of people that take care of that many veterans. We do. So on day and evening shift, um, typically our model is uh, two nurses, six nursing assistants. We have a nurse manager on each floor. This is building 19. And then uh, I am the assistant of, uh, director of nursing that oversees that. Um, we also have housekeepers assigned to the floor. We each, uh, each unit has a therapeutic recreation specialist that keeps those residents busy, busy with um, balloon toss and baking and all kinds of things that they have going on for them. Um, they have the trishaws, like you see over there. They take them out for rides on the trolley and keep them pretty busy, which really helps the nursing staff as well. Some good activities helps you get through the day. It sure does. So, Vicki, on behalf of our veterans and anybody that might be uh, in need of the services at the Minneapolis Veterans Home, how's the chow? I, you know, the chow, as far as I know, is good. The residents tell me it's good. I've not eaten the chow here, but um, we've had, when we were able to have a couple of um, events before COVID shut us down, we had some 
we had one of our Christmas where they invited the family and the staff ate with the residents. The chow at that time was really good. Um, it was very good food. It's very, um, a lot of it, there's plenty to go around. If it's something you don't like, there's usually something else that we can get for you. So you take care of them, try we to do. get them what they want. Now, Phyllis, did I hear something about a barbecue once in a while? <laughs> there is a barbecue once in a while. In fact, there's one coming up. Um, they do barbecues pre-COVID. Uh, it seemed like there was something going on just about every day. The therapeutic rec department is very robust here. They're very busy. They have the barbecues growing. Um, if you see the one out in the courtyard, it is huge. It's like the size of my dining room table. And they grill burgers and yeah, do all kinds of things. They also provide... Um, uh, the uh, wellness committee and the um, uh, employee council um, sponsors things for employees as well, which is really fun, and it really brings everybody together like that family-like atmosphere that we want to provide for our residents. So I have one more question for each of you. I'll start sure. with Vicki. What, what is your um, most favorite part about working here <laughs> at the Minneapolis Veterans Home? The residents and their families. That's pretty good. I think the barbecues might be fun. How about you, Phyllis? You know, I have to I have to say that to the residents and the families is what brings us back. But, you know, we also have very dedicated, wonderful staff. And as Doug was saying earlier in the segment, mm -hmm. that he, um, you know, we have a lot of longevity here. There's people that have, you know, they're recognized every year for their achievements, you know, 5, 10, 15, 30 plus years of longevity of nursing assistants. We just had a nursing assistant's in our building that retired after 38 years of service. Oh, my. Very good for her. We're just about out of time, ladies. So it's safe to say that you'd like to have some uh, some more help, some more nurses. Come on out and join the team and help take care of the veterans. Yeah, more the merrier. Well, it sounds We'd like you both enjoy you. it here, and uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you both today, and thanks for joining me on Minnesota Military Radio. Well, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home, and we have a special <coughs> guest. One of the residents here at the home is a fellow Vietnam veteran. His name is uh, Dennis Anderson. Dennis, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you very much. Can you tell us uh, when you served in the military, and uh, you are a Vietnam veteran, right? Yep, 68, 69. Okay. Can you tell us about your service? What was your position? What did you do in the Navy? Well, I was a seaman at first, and then I was a storekeeper. We had a storeroom down about second deck, and it was called Enermart Enter Enter Enterprises. And um, people would, there's no money involved, but they would come and shop around. And then when they got their stuff, I'd type things up on my typewriter. And um, so We had manual typewriters back then, yeah, didn't we? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. funny abacuses and no and manual one just your <laughs> fingers doing their thing i remember yeah. now you served on the uss enterprise that's yes. an aircraft carrier correct yep nimitz and eisenhower still out there okay of that class mm -hmm. yeah. very good and how long of a tour was it on the enterprise when you went to vietnam um about two years two years from mm -hmm. the time you left to the time you got back mm -hmm. yeah and we went to um we went to um Alongapo, Philippines, and um, good places to go. Join the Navy, see the world. That's about it. And of course, you got to see Vietnam, too. Oh, look out. And you were in a war zone to understand the Enterprise got hit. It was in 69. Um, what happened? Can you tell us? Well, it was, um, 
we were, we were on our way to Japan, and 75 miles out, it boom. It had a big explosion on the flight deck. What what caused the explosion? Um, huh, so many things, so many re- reasons. Um, it was just... Um, was it an accident? Um, you know, um, F-8, F-18 was getting ready to take off, and... Um, it was mis miscalculated on where it was going, and and um, it it uh, when he pressed the wrong button, it boom boom boom. Oh boy, bad accident. Yeah, and then there, um, big fire. Big fire. Lots of lots of lots of people on hose teams. And of course, yeah. fire on a ship—something you never want to see, right? No, 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 no. How long did it take to get it under control? It started at 6 o'clock in the morning, didn't get done to 9 o'clock at night. I'll bet you were relieved when you got her out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you it knew, was. You knew you were going to make it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, how long did you stay in the Navy? A year and nine months. Okay. And you had a, you must have had a career working somewhere. Yeah, um, well, I got out when I got out 69 and flew home to start work. I just didn't have anything else to do. Well, most of us have to work and earn some yeah. money and pay the bills. Yo-yo. So how long have you been a resident here at the Minneapolis Veterans A little Home? over three years. Three years. And were you on a waiting list to get in here? No. No? So you no. got in right away? Yep. And then you survived the, the COVID pandemic here at the home? I survived. Was it a tough time that first year? Um, pretty much, you know, of course you have to get your shots and stuff like that, you know. And, and no visitors for a while? They come and stick a tube up your nose. That's always fun. Yeah. And get, get, <laughs> uh, so you've been here for three years. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple of questions for you. First, how's the chow? Is the food pretty good? Uh, I had bratwurst and sauerkraut today. Well, if you like it, that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah, watermelon, it was pretty good stuff. Then like... Sylvia mentioned we have um, a big barbecue grill in the back and by the courtyard. Nice outside area out there, so you can go outside. We have hot dogs, hamburgers, cheeseburgers. Is it better chow than was on the Enterprise? Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So uh, you've been here for three years now. What would you tell other veterans if they were asking about how is it? How do you like living here? It's it's fantastic. There's all different things to do. If well, you, you can, they got a gym here. You can go work out. Are you in there all the time, bulking up? Tuesdays and Fridays. That a boy. Do so it. lots Do of activities. Yep, yep. And the staff are pretty good to you? They're awesome. I understand awesome. you played a part in the Memorial Day service. I did that. What'd you do? Um, pertaining to when they had a Vietnam celebration, I had to walk up with the, with the, with the, and move the net, move the rows over to the front. Okay, so you helped with the ceremony on yeah, Memorial Day. Yeah, that's There's right. a lot of stuff to do here, and, and you love it. Yeah, great stuff. Well, Dennis, I want to thank you for joining us today on Minnesota Military Radio, mm-hmm. and uh, happy to have a good report of uh, yeah. this looks like a beautiful place, and you're mm-hmm. smiling, and it looks like you're having a good time. A great time. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you much. That was Dennis Eric Anderson, a Vietnam veteran and resident of the Minneapolis uh, Veterans Home. Joining me now at the Minneapolis Veterans Home is Commissioner 
uh, Larry Herkey from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs and Commissioner. Uh, we've had fun out here today. Thanks for inviting us out to the Minneapolis Veterans Home. Uh, talk to some of your staff. Talk to Doug Hughes. Talk to your new administrator. It was fun talking to uh, that Navy veteran a few minutes ago and those two great nurses. Wow, they really like working here. Yes, it's a great place. And like they said, the facilities are wonderful. The staff is experienced and uh, we have some of the best staffing ratios and just the overall experience here I think as you saw through Dennis is extraordinary I think he even said off uh, radio that it was like being at the Radisson just like staying at the Radisson he thought it was terrific (laughs) and Commissioner we also talked about the fact that you've got three homes opening up in Bemidji Montevideo and Preston and towards the end of the year you'll uh, have some leadership in place and you're looking for 500 new employees to do everything from soup to nuts that's a big lift and we're in three communities as you know Bemidji Preston and also in uh, Montevideo and we really need uh, community support and help and assistance in filling those positions so that we can get those veterans in there because until I have staff Tom I can't get those veterans uh, to join us so that's an important step so all our listeners in or near those communities, watch those buildings come out of the ground. They're going to be beautiful, and they're going to need your help. And uh, all you have to do is pay attention to the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs later this year and apply for those positions. Commissioner, uh, the state legislature, the first time in history, did a veterans omnibus bill. I hope that's a, I hope that sets a tradition and a precedent for the future. And uh, they supplied some extra money in there, not only uh, funded the MDVA and the Minnesota Department of Military Affairs, but they also provided some extra money for your homes, the new homes. They did, uh, about $26 million that is provided to the homes in order to get the furniture, fixture, and equipment, which was important to opening it. Gotta also, <laughs> you got to have the beds, right, Tom, in yes, order sure. to be successful. The other, other part of that was we were able to go back and get some of the amenities that were taken out earlier, and we were able to put those back into the design. And I think it'll, it'll be a great experience and just be a better situation, especially the exterior of the, of the home itself. And you got a little money for the uh, new uh, Veteran Cemetery in Redwood Falls. Yeah, I got money to actually open it. Our intent is to do our first burial here in November 11th of this year, uh, Veterans Day. And our intent is to have the staff on, have them trained and ready to go uh, for that first burial on November 11th. A lot of activity, uh, Commissioner, and uh, boy, the state legislature did a magnificent job this year and stepped up with that veterans bill, and it was nearly unanimous. I mean, they took the politics right out of that thing. I'm so thrilled. It was, and it went quickly. There was a lot of veteran support that came uh, through email, text messages, and so forth to the legislators saying that our voices need to be heard. These are things that we need in order to be successful, whether it was veterans homelessness support or getting those uh, getting those homes open or opening the actual cemetery itself. All those things are important and they were all passed thankfully this year and we're working on them right now. And Commissioner, we're recording today from the Minneapolis Veterans Home. It is Thursday, July 7th. It's kind of an important day. There's a there's a post 9/11 veteran service bonus that people can uh, apply for. There is. So one of the big items was a uh, nearly 24 million provided for a uh, post 9/11 service bonus. There's three tiers to that service bonus. There's a $600 if you served uh, during the July 7th uh, or during the time um, post 9/11 uh, to uh, August 30th of 2021 which was the end of hostilities. If you had a campaign or expeditionary medal, you'll be eligible for $1,200. And lastly, if you're a surviving uh, f- uh, survivor of a veteran who died or a Gold Star family, 
there's a $2,000 bonus, and all of those are available as of today. And as usual, uh, all of our listeners, if you're eligible for that or you think you are, talk to your county veteran service officer, or they can come talk to, to your good folks at the Minnesota Department of Veterans. Or Affairs. in this case, they can go to minnesotaveteran.org, and they can actually apply over the website. We've had 500 people apply as of this morning. We have 150 applications already approved. The checks will be in the mail uh, soon, I've been told, within three to five days. Do we have any idea how many eligible veterans there might be? There could be as many as, we believe, over 40,000, up to 48,000 potentially uh, for the service bonus. Very good, sir. So for all our listeners, uh, go to your county veteran service officer or minnesotaveteran.org slash service bonus and apply for that. Commissioner, I'd like to thank you for having us out at the Minneapolis Veterans Home today. Tom, it's great to have you out here. I appreciate very much highlighting what they're doing here at Minneapolis. Thank you, sir. That was Commissioner Larry Herkey from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. We're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week, Doug Hughes, Troy Barrick, Phyllis Malenke, Vicki Hammersma, uh, Dennis Anderson, Commissioner Larry Herkey the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Makey. Please join us next week as we talk about the new 34th Infantry Division Red Bull Artillery and the American Legion Softball. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.